there, everybody, and welcome back to Let's Play the 13th Age, Session 85, uh, Six Feet oh. Under production. How are y'all doing today? Fifteen more. I'm okay. I'm Four more fine. years. Yeah. No. Yeah. Can we... No, what if we take the campaign to 20, we, we mod 13th age, and we raise the level cap to 20, and that way we're only half done right now. Hey, great job, guys. We're about half done. We really did a great job, and let's do a great job in the future also. Great Just job. Great job. Convert it to 4th edition, and we'll come job. full circle. <laughs> yeah, can we actually go play 3.5 or whatever? <laughs> uh, nah. You say that, but that makes me real... Real excited. I only play yeah, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Sorry, I know it does. In any case, last time, okay, uh, our party reunited with themselves and uh, the survivors of Project Silver Arrow, and most of them made it back home safe with uh, their prize of the Heart of the Moon, as well as a lot of new information and mysteries revealed. Uh, despite the best efforts of some faulty uh, mechanisms in their re-entry and a wall of swirling elemental chaos and elementals trying to keep them from getting to the planet and making things even worse. Uh, however, they're here to make things better. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, we find uh, our heroes reuniting with uh, Necropolitan 13 flying above the, the wretched Earth. Uh, Rosemarinus, Locke, and Dundria have been dropped off for safety's sake, and Nav has uh, retrieved the scales of the three that he teleported there for safekeeping during the freefall just a few moments ago. The world around you is broken. Uh, the seas are running with blood, the red wastes in the distance are frozen over, every tree you pass by is bent iron, the sky reflects your nightmares back down to your eyes, and the wind sounds like children weeping. What do you do? That's, well, that's real bad. Jesus. Jeez. Let's head on right over to the Great Gold Worm as fast I, as uh, possible, shall we? How's the Empire doing? Like, what's Dead. This, how's it, dead? dead. Let's get out of here. He's going to be dead fast. He'll be deader if we don't do this. I didn't say the Emperor. I said the Empire. Not the, not the 15-year-old boy. He'll be deader Bella, if we don't do this. Bella seems pretty... Um, pretty kind of like shaken thinking about what it's like in, uh, in, in the woods that belong to her. Um... And especially uh, Equinox, and, and if everyone's alive. Call him up on the port crystal. It is not working. Right, so so I was about to say, Bella, Bella pulls out that orb and tries to make some phone calls, and uh, you know, like, whenever a phone is, like, hanging off the hook and it just goes, buh, 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 or whatever? It's kind of like that, except it cracks and leaks blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, I was boy. thinking, like, it actually, like, um, like, gets picked up for a second. And she just, like, by nobody, it just gets knocked over. And she just sees, like, fire and shit. And it just looked like, from the angle she sees, all she can see is, like, fire. And then it, like, bleeds. <laughs> and then cracks. Uh, it's it's well, not a nice time to be around. So, does anyone have uh, level-up stories as we fly, uh, pedal to the metal, toward the abyss? Oh, good question. I would have a story, except that uh, probably at this point, 
Uh, someone should probably notice that after casting that huge teleport spell to get us out of free fall, Scarlet has fallen unconscious on the floor. Uh oh. Oh. We need that spell, wizard. Though. Basically, there's a uh, a wrinkle to how Scarlet's magic works that she doesn't really bring up with the rest because it's never really been a problem. But uh, basically, in this world we've created, that's kind of different from the main world of 13th Age, Dragonborns use magic differently from other races. Like a human or an elf that casts magic, they're drawing magic power from the universe, but Scarlet's magic, being a Dragonborn, comes from herself. So when she uses a lot of magic, like, say, casting all sorts of big spells, including extremely uh, untested magic like deep magic, she basically... Uh, drained all the energy out of her own body and basically brought herself to exhaustion instantly. So, a big part of her training as a wizard in her life has been pushing these limits so that she can cast big spells without literally killing herself. And so and this, this one, is basically... Yeah. Yeah. And this is the this is kind of the reason why she's the only dragonborn wizard. So in this case, she pushed herself farther than she ever had before, which is why she's currently unconscious uh, on the floor of the van. Yes, like, it's if she had gone much farther, she could have legit, legitimately killed herself. I think retroactively this might also explain her interest in the many earlier, which we didn't realize because we don't think it's anything special, but we use, like, our inner power to do everything. We don't draw upon the reality. And Scarlet, being the smart super wizard she is, sort of noticed that like instantly, but the many didn't think it was anything special. That's why they had trouble talking about magic for a while. This is also why Scarlet was pretty much useless without when her magic was taken away, because it is literally like somebody just punched you in the gut and all the wind got knocked out of you. Yeah. She so she was extra function. terrified. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like this little note between the two of you because it shows how insightful Scarlet can be, and I always love the many's lack of perspective. Just. Or, or very <laughs> unique perspective. Yeah. The, the many has so many pairs of blinders for all of their eyes. <laughs> I, there's like. It's like a metaphorical reason why the many only has one yeah. eye. Uh, the many has strapped you back into a chair and buckled you in for safekeeping. Safety. I'm sure all of the, the seatbelts are just several of the many's arms. They, they the might many, be. The many, they take all be. these fans. <laughs> I imagine the many would be great uh, if they enjoyed boxing, because they could be the entire uh, corner team. Yeah. Yeah. That would, be, that would be a sight to see. And the ring and the yeah. opponent. <laughs> Just all at once. So, uh, pretty handy. While the uh, the camera is focused on Scarlet uh, trying to be revived with smelling salts and, and and water and whatever else you have on hand, I'm just going to go in a semi-random order and see if anyone has a level up story they'd like to share. Nav. Okay, I feel like my level up story is kind of just going to be an extension of my level nine level up story, which was Nav is living on borrowed time. He was definitely, definitely supposed to die when he was fighting the original Lich King, not the new and improved, uh, uh, what's his name, Architect Boy? Uh, Nicked Adler? <laughs> yes, Nicked. <laughs> Never heard okay. of him. Uh, yeah. 
So nobody yeah, uh, would. yeah. Better known as Architect <laughs> Boy. So yeah, definitely living on borrowed time. Definitely just like every time he casts a spell, shaving away seconds off his negative lifetime. That kind of thing. Well, the the, bur- the candle that burns uh, fastest burns brightest. Uh, the many. Well, now that all hell's loose, they have no reason to hold back anymore. Nice. Because they totally had been up till now. <laughs> Not much, but a little bit. All right, Mint, welcome to level 10. How's that suit you? I mean, I, I guess I, I finally got what I wanted, right? I got to, got to go back to the moon and try to find out what happened and not really find out what happened and well I've got a new plan now though and I think this one this one's going to be real good and the power of this new plan has increased my power level to 10 nice nice Scarlet uh, what story well will you tell of this once you wake up and should you live to tell the tale Probably while Scarlet was unconscious, probably uh, dreamed uh, or had some rec- flashbacks to when she was young uh, and first learning magic and realized that she can't really use magic the same way another wizard does because if her mana runs out, she it's the same thing as her stamina because dragonborns aren't really meant to do magic like that. And so she has um, this limit and... The time, the thing that she just did with the portal was probably the most magic she's ever used at once. All right. And so she's just been pushing her limits for a long time, and so she's come this far, but she's really uh, overtaxed herself. Okay. Holy cow. So, Rip Smolder Boulder. I, I sure do. So, now that Rip doesn't have Mercury screaming in his head all the time, he's actually able to, like, think for once. <laughs> and it turns out, when he can actually focus, Rip's pretty good at that whole thinking thing. So, uh, outside of, like, the direct narrative, this means that I'm back to being a full bard. But I've also changed things to be more intelligence-based. So I'm I'm smart. Rip's real smart. Now he doesn't have to think around a yell boy. <laughs> exactly. So do you have a monocle or glasses? Uh I think I have a pair of goggles that I throw on every once in a while. How will we ever tell under all that? Uh <laughs> so while we all thought that uh Mercury was giving Rip incredible power through rage, maybe. Maybe Mercury was just holding him back. Maybe so. Hear that, Mercury? I poke the end of my stick. Bell and like now you're now you're a rock. Uh-huh. I, uh, I took my greatsword and did some goofy magic science with it, wrapped the uh, sound fist around it, and now I've got a giant, uh, basically electromagnet of music. You I'm are dual wielding in a sense. Basically, so I'm going to blast things with this like a giant laser. Also about Mercury, uh, I'd like to put a nightcap on Mercury's storyline by uh, putting forth the idea that the moonstone that fell out of the sky and got embedded in his chest, bad luck buddy, was 
an Eidolon that all the other Eidolons just hated. I thought you were like literally going to put a nightcap on him so he couldn't see anymore or talk. <laughs> oh, I do that too, because he's starting to get rowdy. He's especially rowdy now that Rip doesn't need him. Bella, what is your level up story, if you have one? Uh, no, nothing significant happened to me in a while. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I feel like Bella's no level-up story happened about a session early, so please refer back yeah. to the start of last session and listen to that again. So uh, so Bella Canto is now the Elf Queen. Um, yeah. It's official... Is now Bella Can-O. A can opener? Bella now le- knows the can opener. She's a wrestler, and they yeah. call her Bella Can Opener, and she's... Yeah, cool tactic. Anyway, though... Um, it's it's official, but not you know maybe not everyone knows yet. The coronation hasn't happened yet, but you know. I made you a crown. I I Bella has this beautiful crown that Nav made, and she it's feels made. really good about it. She feels really good about that crown. It's um, made out of candy. I mean, it looks similar to the crown that he made when he became a uh, uh, Lich King. So it's kind of like she wanted one of those you know Nav original uh, crowns. Because uh, they looked so fashionable. Yeah, except I it's like a golden black a while instead ago. of purple and black. Yeah. Yeah, but, it's honey and licorice. Enjoy. But in the last, you know, a uh, couple hours, um, something that she had kind of increasingly known more and more uh, became official, and she's the elf queen. That and she feels me. very connected to Elven Kind. So I have something to add to yeah. my level up story while we're at it. Sure, let's hear it, my friend. One of the one of the things I did was add a new icon die, um, and that icon die was a point positive with the Elf Queen because at some point Rip went to Bell and was like, "Hey, are we cool?" Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> you only have so many icon die, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay. One thing I would like to point out is that Bella has not yet deposed the Elf Queen. She's just been given uh, the Elf Queen's word and uh, tools to do exactly that as soon as she's able. No, but we're cool, right? I shove Mercury back down Rip's face. No. I mean, like she had, she had the tools to take it. It's just that she has the cooperation, sort of, mm-hmm. of the Elf Queen also at this moment. But even if the Elf Queen doesn't cooperate, like it kind of doesn't matter. Yeah, Bella's having this deep you. introspection about the Elf Queen while in the background of the scene, Nav is trying to make Rip eat his staff so he becomes <laughs> stupid again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... What did I even do? That... You didn't give me an icon is what point, guys. I thought about it. <laughs> I thought about changing out the um, it was on the agenda I thought about changing out the Dwarf King one since I was basically revamping any, everything anyway maybe I'll just do that, whatever maybe I'll just be the Dwarf and King that, too no, and no. that brings us to Margaret Margaret, do you have a level up story oh. to share? I mean apart from the whole like Margaret being obviously roused to some sort of to probably to pretty uh, to be pretty uh, emotionally severe because of like the whole empire being destroyed and everything you know, her family potentially being at risk, all that stuff. Uh, she probably feels a lot, um, probably feels like she has a burden lifted from her shoulders now that, like, her, you know, uh, her, like, long, uh, long time held enemy based on, like, the petty slight she did to her, like, years ago. The Elf Queen has now had something, has now, you know, gotten hers from Bella. So that probably makes Margaret feel better. What was the nature of the petty slight? Uh, uh Margaret went to a military parade, uh, very long, when she was still part of the Imperial military. A long time ago, uh, that was to do that was at the Elf Queen's palace, 
and she managed to offend the elf queen in a minor way and lost her job. Damn. That's what happened. Tough break. Um, when you say minor way, did you say something like your entire it's, it's culture is backwards? It doesn't and... matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Look, past bygones are bygones now. That's that's twenty years ago. Anyway, it turns out that, that anyway, it probably turns out that that you know, seething, that seething loving for all of the elves was basically just the only thing holding back Margaret's incredible magical power. And so she pukes up a bunch of glowing blue liquid and passes out too. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Um. That's... All right. I guess we can put them well. next to each other for safekeeping. Um. Um. Well, let's bake up some smelling salts. I guess. Um. Is there a Roomba on board? A Roomba? Sorry, I'm like, <laughs> like a moth Roomba for blue magic vo- Oh, it's already evaporating into yeah, sparkles. You're, you're, you're gonna yeah, want to not breathe that uh, in. Oh, I don't yeah. breathe, so it's fine. Wait, but I mean, like, you're not gonna want that vapor in contact with any surface of your body. That's some pretty sick cotton. <laughs> you you hear a a metallic sigh <laughs> and a grate just sort of chink slides open that you didn't even know was there as as it runs out the bottom and falls down into uh eeny meeny miny mo. You popped out over what was once the wild wood. That's where Necropolitan happened to be at the time. Turns a tree into a fucked up crystal, and in the fourteenth age that's gonna be a real That'll seminal. be the crystal forest, yeah. It's going to be a real seminal location for one of our listeners' mm-hmm. one unique things. Mm-hmm. Naturally. So uh, you have you're speeding full speed ahead toward the red waste and beyond them the abyss. You are flying over the the river that goes near Santa Cora, and two of your member are apparently unconscious. Yeah, yeah. we're working on that. Uh, so as we fly over Eridu, what does that look like? If it were a bright sunny day, you could make out Eridu. It's not. Oh. Okay. You ain't there yet. Oh, I'm. I guess uh, we're just gonna keep slapping these two around then. I guess. Oh, I know how to wake. I know. I know how to wake up Margaret. I'm gonna just like grab her chin and move her voice as I say, oh. "I'm Margaret, and I renounce the Empire." Margaret just uh, immediately snaps awake and like grabs uh, Nav's arm. Probably tries to like snap it off. Margaret probably flip him completely upside down and onto his face on the floor. Judo flips him. I imagine Margaret bolts straight up like the Undertaker with her eyes rolled back in her head. (laughs) Grabs you by the throat. Yeah. So that. So we got Margaret back. Uh, How's Scarlet looking? Let's pry open a Scarlet eyelid. How many colors do I see when I look in Margaret's or Scarlet's eye? I don't know about colors, but Margaret looks or Scarlet. Numbers? Even I'm getting it wrong. Uh, <laughs> oh, Scarlet really looks. I mean, Scarlet looks like she has uh, like someone who has passed out from complete exhaustion. She's got what we used to call. She's got what we used to call the wizard pox. Two robotic arms come out of drawers in uh, Martha's many panels. One is holding a steaming cappuccino. The other is holding a muscle man dushinji. What? All right. 
I'm glad uh, Martha has gone to know Scarlet so well. Scarlet, well, we got you some presents just for <laughs> you. Oh, wait, hang on. Let me, I draw a beard on the muscle man. That's a, <laughs> and, and a and wizard hat. Yeah. next to it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I want to remind everybody that the side of the battle van is still painted like a 90s van of a muscle wizard. <laughs> In a sweater. I don't think we ever... In a sweater, We modified yeah. it for, uh, for Strawberry. Yeah. It's still what in the was, sweater. What was Minnie doing? Uh, I dumped a healing potion on you to try to give you energy back. I didn't think it through. Because, I mean, if dumping the healing potion didn't work, we might try dumping the cappuccino next. Yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. All right. A, cap- a steaming hot coffee drink is dumped over Scarlet's head. Congratulations. Why don't you do that? <laughs> to wake you up. Wake you up inside. Oh, she can't wake up. Can't hey, wake up. I... Oh, <laughs> save me. If only there was a way to what? make ourselves really tiny what and enter Scarlet's dreams and enter a Scarlet-themed du- dungeon for about <laughs> 12 episodes so, so that our finale... Some people just never know how to say goodbye. <laughs> Hold on. I've got it. Well, nobody else is coming up with anything except Mint, as always. Alright, so... Scarlet loves things that make sense. So if I whisper something in her ear that doesn't make any sense, it'll throw her off, and she'll she'll wake up to, to tell me how wrong I am. Okay. Alright, so try I need to think of something really good that doesn't make a lick of sense. That's just completely awfully wrong. You know, We're Scarlet, I'm really concerned uh, about you, and I really uh, <laughs> care about you as a very deep friend. Our friendship has, has blossomed so much since uh, we met each other, and I'm just, you know, I hope you wake up soon from all of that stuff that uh, knocked you unconscious or whatever. Is this working? Oh, no. That Scarlet's probably done for. I should just give her a respectful burial. The Empire's chief export is is bullwhips made from anaconda leather. She's awake. I'm glad Bella, you finally Bella said actually it gives now. her a hug. Hmm. Bella actually gives oh, her a hug. It though. worked. Oh, watch out! There's burning hot coffee on her. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you poured hot coffee on her. Well, yeah, cold coffee wouldn't have woken her up. Yeah, <laughs> actually, it's. Actually, it's cold cock. No, no, no. Okay, <laughs> next scene. Here we go. <laughs> but it was more of the fact that everyone took so long that I naturally... Oh, I see. We're not good enough for you, Scarlet. I see. I get it. Nav marches straight off and falls to his death. The man he catches you by your scruff and pulls you back on board. Does anybody have, like, a mana potion? A what? The what now? Oh, no. no. All I have are all these health potions. Will I have some help? booze. Do you want some booze? Yes. That, All sure, right. That'll do. Is that what you meant by beer. magic potion? Yes, magic potion. I mean, if you look back from the beginning, uh, va- various distilled alcohols have been part of pretty much all of Scarlet's uh, ritual components. This guy's going to mix, like, slowly mix that with some of her spell components and just down the whole thing. And within a minute or so, she's much uh feeling okay i hope the final for the tv version of this the final component was a cracked <laughs> egg 
Yes. Uh, sure. And the eggshells. <laughs> for calcium. I'm sorry for that. Um, using all of my magic kind of makes me not able to be awake for anymore. Until I... Yeah. It's it's a long story. Alright, you have the rest of the drive to figure out sentences <laughs> again. Let's go. Uh, it, Damn. Who... Who defiled this this uh, this this book? That was me. <laughs> you did. I mean, I mean, this garbage that shouldn't be in here. Uh, <laughs> this is a serious mission. You roll a window and make a roll down a window and make a big show of throwing it out, but everyone sees you like slip it into your bag at the end of an exaggerated throwing, <laughs> or catch it with a mage hand and pull it back in the window later. There are many options here, but the point is, you keep the trash. As you open the window, you see Santa Cora behind you. It's a four-pointed uh, shape. Now it seems to be uh, an inverted um, pentagram with a whole extra quarter of the city uh, huddling and hiding from the uh, oncoming armies and destruction. Ahead of you, uh, you see that the abyss has cracked even wider and now reaches all the way to the Midland Sea. The Golden Citadel has fallen... Uh, deep inside it on the far side of the Red Wastes. You know, this is kind of making me wish I hadn't wasted time serving <laughs> astronauts champagne. <laughs> or all those other times you wasted. Don't guilt trip me. You can't see uh, Eridu until you get lower and lower and see that it has uh, continued to stay camouflaged, hidden uh, from above. You wouldn't have found it if you weren't looking intently for it. However... Being so close to the ground, you hear the ground begin to rumble. A, a rumble becomes a quake. Uh, cracks appear in uh, the thick layer of ice, and up from below emerges a semi-familiar face. Both the Tarask and Mammon, however, they are now one and the same. What? Oh, boy. How did, oh how? yeah, that happened, didn't it? Did it? I don't remember that. We trapped the Tarask in Mammon's hellhole. Up from below, it emerges swiping at you, and you hear uh, a voice coming from a Tarask, which is certainly unique, uh, that sounds like it's been chomping cigars for the last few millennia. The house always wins. Punch the turbo. It won't help us get away, but it'll make this fight more dramatic. All right, so the situation is you are flying uh, your good old reliable battle van on one last ride. Uh, emerging from below you is the tunneling, impossibly large, impossibly powerful Tarask that is now uh, just dripping with demonic ichor. Even before it opened its mouth, those of you who met Mammon still remembered. It, you still got a sense. Uh, it's glittering with uh, jewels encrusted on its back, and uh, it smells of stale smoke. Excuse me, Mr. GM? Yes? I'd like to put forward the notion that it's currently using one of the Golden Citadel's Golden Towers as a Absolutely cigar. Absolutely correct, yes. Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Bella, what do you do? You are flying immediately above uh, Mammon in his Tarasky form. Tarasktacular. <laughs> he named the pog Mammon's Back, baby. It's really good. Um, you need to put a you need to put a little wolf howl in there. Oh, 
So, uh, I guess, I guess Bella is going to jump out of the battle van, because of course she is, um, at the hand, and try to, uh, just knock the hand away. Okay. So, she, uh, she jumps off towards it, and, you know, in midair pulls out her, uh, her gigantic mace and it gets even larger and uh like the mace itself it it starts it's like a small like implement at this point but then it just swells to enormous uh size is in like blue light just this like giant glowing light uh hammer and then she just swings it down at uh at the palm of uh at the back of mammon's hand so let's pull that one out yeah uh, actually, that's a pretty gnarly roll. It's Which not does not hit. So that's a miss. Yeah, but it deals miss damage. Okay, so Margaret's turn. Uh, so I went back and took the liberty of uh, min-maxing Margaret a little bit between uh, between sessions since we hit the max level. Right. So I'm going to be using an <laughs> okay. improved version of Margaret's new only attack. Uh, sure. Margaret's ultimate attack. This is... Uh, I think that'd be accurate. We're final level. Yeah, change it to, uh, Margaret. Let's change the name a little bit. Can you add an exclamation point? <laughs> yeah, that's good. That looks good. All right, let's go for it. I'll get on the roof of the the battle van and I will aim for this creature squarely between its eyes. It's many, many uh, eyes. Oh, I forgot to mark it. Can I mark it, Priya? Can I mark yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Considering it's the only target. Yeah. That means that's a crit, and my crits do triple damage now. Heck yes. Oh, nice. Uh, so that's going to be a grand total of sixty-six times free. Arrow's going at just under the speed of sound towards this thing. Pachoo! Okay, uh, with, uh, okay, what else would you like to do this turn? You've still got a quick action, and if you want to use a move, I'm not going to count popping out of the roof against you. Uh, I mean, what can we, I guess we should probably try to do something with the ship, uh, like evasive maneuvers or whatever. Uh, is there anything we could do to- I, I should be doing this. I'm not the person to do this. I'll leave it to someone else. I'm, I think I'm you're sorry. the person most experienced with yelling at Martha to do something for you. Oh. I mean, I could give it a try. If you, <laughs> you think you want to think I'm that big of an expert. You and Martha have relationship. Uh, okay. Margaret will return to the door handle and start yelling at the ship again. I'd... Talking box, can you hear me? Hello? Yes. <laughs> I- I have a name. We've, we've got- what? I have a name. A name. I have one. You're not a person. You can't have a name. Lots of things have names. I mean, you might have a name like Talking Box or like Talking Box Module or something like that. In any case, I've already like turned 40 degrees to starboard like I knew you were going to ask. So would you mind just using my name? Uh, what's your name again? It, it is Martha. Oh, that's too much like my name. That's awkward. All right, time to turn 90 degrees back to port, then, if that's how it's going to be. No, fine, Martha. It's just good work. Keep keep up the good work in there. Thank Margaret you. Margaret pats the door handle. Sort of tries to be reassuring. Okay, so what happened there is Bella hopped out to try to uh, knock Mammon's blow away. 
Uh, while Mammon was dealing with that, he was unable to avoid Margaret's pinpoint accuracy. Uh, and with a uh, emotional kick to the controls, the battle van has skirted just out of danger. However, uh, the Tarask can still try and smack you up. Jumping at it, it's, I, I believe, uh, it's going to try to gore, uh, Bella with one of its tusks. This is against AC. Critical. Ouch. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's okay. Are you sure? Yes, yeah, fine. Okay, 310 damage. Oh, what? wow. Huh? In a single blow, Queen Bella Canto is knocked unconscious. And, and thrown well clear to the side, uh, t- further away from Eridu, uh, as Mammon uses its second uh, attack this round to just miss. Good job on those uh, evasive maneuvers uh, and, and land, r- rearing around, ready to uh, smack y'all with its tail. The many, it's your turn. All right, well, first things first, we're activating our halo, because that was scary. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'm going to use my new epic feat. I'm going to skip the uh, opening move of my combat form and go straight into the flowing strike. So I get to advance a turn for free. I can use that just once per battle, every battle, which is nice. And um, I'm going to use moment of balance. Uh, and we are going to run out of the ship and hop onto its tail and run up along its back. Nice, nice. I would expect nothing less from any of you. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nav, Marquis de Necropolis, you are still safe in the battle van, which has not yet been rocked by an incredible attack. Uh, unlike your poor dearest closest confidant, Bella Canto, who is not looking well. What do you do? Well, the good news is I saw this dealie coming and I have a healing spell. Sort of. Okay, so here's how this healing spell works. First off, why is Bella all the way over there? That's ridiculous. She'd still be in midair, like right about here. Alright. Second off, if they're all the way down there on the Mammon, then clearly those are the only ones nearby Bella. Nobody on the ship, obviously. Yeah. So, it's time to roll randomly between the many and Mammon and see who is going to donate life to Bella. <laughs> okay. Okay, one means Mammon, two means the many. Oh! Two, two is the many, the many is going to donate life. Let's see I'm here. okay with donations. So, the other uh, two right, yeah, against mental defense. Son of fucking crap. Well, that's 30 damage to the many, and Bella heals using a recovery. Cool, I have those. Thank you. <clears throat> so Bella, as she is uh, thrown, she only goes like a, a few feet before Nav seems to immediately notice and uh, <clears throat> heal her back up some. So kind of toppling through the air, she kind of like rolls to kind of recover and at least have control of her uh, flight in the air at the moment. She's like no longer kind of just twisting and kind of is more like acrobatically uh, 
tumbling through the air. Cool, cool. Nav, are you doing anything else this round? I'm not, but Agatha is. Heck yeah. Scarlet, uh, this is already not looking well. It's already... It's only attacked one of your party, but immediately KO'd them. This is Danger it's Town. fine. What do you do? Bella's already back on her feet. She's tough. Alright, I'm gonna take up a position in one of the, the battlements. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to launch a disintegrate spell as Mammon Taras. Heck yeah. Yes. Now, he is vulnerable, uh, which means that his crit range is now 18. So we roll 18 a better to crit against him, and that's a hard save. And if he manages, if we kill him, if we reduce his HP to zero before he saves, then he will be completely destroyed. Nice. Okay, cool. Just turns to dust. However, the uh, the Tarask, it's going to take a heavy, heavy price for you to apply a condition. Uh, Scarlet, you've got some icon rolls in the field, correct? I have Which, one. Okay, so how does that Archmage 5 allow you to bypass these defenses, or are you not willing to, uh, are you not willing to pay that price? He's immune to save effects, it looks like. You can use an icon die to say no. To, to say no, you're not immune from this one. Are you going to spend your 5 to say no, you're not immune to this one? I mean, is this... If these are our last icon saves, is it worth it? Up to you. You must choose. Alright, fine. Blast it. Okay, is there anything else you wanted to do this turn, Scarlet? Can I inspect the, uh, the core of the hellhole to see what kind of power I might be able to use with it? Oh, you gaze deeply, deeply into the core of the hellhole, and you have so many memories about uh, Mammon as he was back in his uh, demonic body before he possessed this Tarrasque, and uh, the way that the core was able to... how it seemed to be uh, one of his greatest possessions. Speaking of uh, possessed Tarrasque, uh... I mean, so far you've used it to control a hellhole, to reopen and then reseal a hellhole, uh, and you know that uh, Mammon has access to whatever gets put into that hellhole, or else how the heck would he have gotten this Tarrasque to possess? So th- does this control everything within the hellhole, as well as the hellhole itself, uh, beyond just having access to it? I mean, like, we were able to... wasn't the, uh, the hellhole sort of reshapes depending on the person controlling it, which is how Mammon had a like casino mm-hmm. theme. And how it was more right? slots the fella themed rather than just slots the uh, uh, equipment themed this, the second time you opened it, yeah. So it should have some effect on things that are born of the hellhole. Possibly. Let's commiserate on that for your next turn. Okay, rip smolder boulder. Alright. Well, first things first, uh, I'm gonna... This seems like something I could do for a quick action. I'm going to roll a background check to try to like use my sound fist as a whip to like extend to her so she can grab on. Oh, nice. Yes, that's a lovely quick action. And I have a, a six background with the power of the sound fist. <laughs> sure. So, so that oh, mm, that's oh, bad. that's a that's that's a fumble <laughs> Uh, oh. bye, Bella. Well, you, you've uh. 
extended the sound fist, but you've made a whole lot more fist than you have a physical uh, uh, link. So Bella just hears uh, that distinctive smolder boulder sound, and so does everybody else, but there's nothing to actually hold on to. However, Tarasks have very sensitive ears. Mm, I don't like that. Or maybe I should. I don't know. Two noises that can keep a Tarask awake at night. My neighbor's dogs. (laughs) And Rip's Smolder Boulder solo album. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, then uh, I guess I'm gonna take advantage of that and basically just uh, crack the sound fist like a whip to try to make a horrible noise and use that as a way of casting uh, Battle Chant, which is just my basic one. I have that called uh, Short Circuit in here. We have the Sound Fist drum beat powering us. That hits. Congratulations. Deals uh, 29 damage, and since that's Battle Chant, Battle chant, it uh, triggers my my battle cries, and the only one available is that one of my allies can make a move as a free action. So if somebody wants to take that uh, scramble into position, go for it. Or uh, rather than move yourself, if you want to use this as a free chance to move battle van into a more advantageous spot. Do you want to use your move action to ram the battle van into the Tarask? Do you want to use your move action to destroy the battle van? Do y'all want to ram it? The thing is, I'm kind of concerned about... Do we still have all the artifacts on here? Because, like... Yes. Yes. That's... I, I would prefer not to annihilate the battle van in that case. That's fair. Hey, um, move it behind his butt. Yeah, screw it. Let's do that. Let's let's move the battle van into a more, more tactical position. Wink. All right. You do so. Okay. Do... Uh, you are now caught in the, uh, the Tarask's blind spot for whatever that's going to get you. Nice. Mint Gelato, it is your turn. Here's, here's what I'm thinking. Here's my plan. Is that, so Mammon has possessed a Tarask. Yeah, yep. But we, we're, we're experts on things like this because we just had Mercury unpossess Rip. Yes. And also, we've been inside a Tarask before. And inside a hellhole. Yeah. So we've already been inside all the shit that's involved in this. And and we've been inside Mammon's head when we were were gambling against him. We literally know this fight inside and out. Yeah, now we just have to put it all together. It's a final exam. So if I turn the hellhole inside out... Turn the Tarask inside out. And then they'll be dead. Mammon and Tarask to separate. And it'll, and it like, w- kind of violently. And then it would be all like, no, ma'am. Pretty much. Okay, so how am I <laughs> going to turn this hellhole inside out? I need to turn a sphere inside out. We reverse its, um... Say polarity. I was trying not to. I what? dare you. <laughs> what do you think would happen if we got the t- mammon to ask to eat the hellhole? Would that oh, kill I it like or this increase idea. its power? I, don't, I love this idea. It would be would swallowing it like, its own... It would would it collapse in on itself? Yes. Have you ever seen what happens when you drop a portal through a portal? Oh. No. But How are you going to get it back? Who cares? We need, we, need the, we need the core, though. We can't... Even if it destroys mammon, we need the core still afterwards. Oh, that's true. 
We'll, what if, uh, yeah, this, that okay. might destroy the we'll, what if, okay, what if we maybe, do this? Maybe we'll trying t- to use the hellhole for something is a little too risky. Like, well, I mean, I think if we need to have it, if we use the hellhole, if we use the core, we need to use it in a way that doesn't physically threaten the core itself. What if I shoot a gun into it? <laughs> what if we tie <laughs> a string around it before we throw it down the thing's throat and then pull it out? No, I mean that would work. <laughs> so um, okay. What if we give it to the many, and I'll put it in one of my hands, and then have it eat my hand? And then I can get my hand back later. What if Scarlet and Mint, by which I mean me and Mint, I mean, by which I mean Mint and I, what if we tried to do that, uh, uh, inverting the hellhole thing with, like, magic or something? I have a plan. It's ruined its blind spot right now. Yes, it's Bud. But Right. But it knows we're there. So it's going to try and, like, attack there. So I'm going to confuse it with logic. Um, I'm going to hook my arms into one of the ship's cannons and blast it with everything it's afraid of, which for the Tarrasque is probably not much, but Mammon's got to be afraid of something. Mammon's probably afraid of poverty. Charity. I... That is a 28 to mental. Oh no, marginal tax rates. <laughs> it's a hit. Corporate tax. Yes. Ah! Uh, unfortunately, I did not get that nice even roll. Uh, that is 89 psychic damage. And yeah, I was, I was hoping for the even roll there for my cool move. Uh, let's not stay there though cause, cause that seems bad because then it can just attack where it knows it just got hit from so let's uh, go between its legs and start aiming for the uppercut go for All the right. uppercut go for the uppercut alright uh, Martha um, go forward and then down and then down and forward and uh, someone that else take heavy the attack we don't have a button for it. What, what, does, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? Directions mean something. Anyway, that's my turn. Thank you for the thoughtful instructions, Mr. Gelato. All right, this is now round two. The escalation die is at one. Bella, this uh, encounter started with you leaping out heroically. getting. I know how it started. So Bella immediately... <laughs> okay. um... Drop kick it. Uh, as, as I said, she she kind of regained how she was uh, her trajectory by um, <clears throat> like an acrobatic roll. She's braced herself, and immediately a uh, flash of light appears behind her, sort of like a like a, a brief um, brief emergent of uh, big wings that that uh, flash behind her, and matriarch mm-hmm. on a Vespa kicks in. Bella just immediately. Uh, dives right back in and goes for round two um this time she dives in uh around where the battle van is so again in a blind spot but um tries to do so kind of kind of underneath it's kind of like a a, a difficult to see place really um to not really provoke so much ire immediately but she she dives right back in and uh goes for another Another good swing. 
Okay, with a lightning flash leap, uh, Bella has now joined the many and Agatha on the back of the Tarrasque. However, they're not even that close to each other because, dang, it's a big, big back. Uh, that brings us back to Margaret's turn. Margaret, you are on the van uh, trying to stay behind the Tarrasque. Uh, its giant spiked tail doesn't look great from where you're standing, but at least you aren't where its eyeballs have landed. What do you do? Go for the uppercut. Uh, So I had a thought last turn. I was actually so stunned by my massive crit that I forgot to roll twice because that's something I can do. I I don't want to do it now. I just wanted to comment on that. Oh, I mean, 20 is an even number. How did we even? Yeah. (laughs) I just, I mean, I was so taken aback by just the triple crit that I just, I, I wasn't processing it properly. Mart is going to aim for the thing's back. She's going to discreetly make sure no one is looking at her right now. Just as if it's anybody looking. Yes. I, Maybe. You gotta look away, okay? You can't look at this. Fine. I Fine, look, mystery man. Margaret says this without really saying it out loud. She just kind of, you know, gives him a harsh look. Just kind of like, you know. I look um, away with two of three eyes. Okay. Uh, Margaret's going to cautiously hold up her hand at this thing's, uh, thing's uh, behind and see what happens. Uh huh. Um, that happens. <laughs> oh, another crit. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, Good so God. A Perfect. force of darkness emerges from the from Margaret's hand and probably sears across the sky into this uh, into this thing's uh into this thing's body at quite a speed. Um, this is uh, negative en- en- energy damage. Mm-hmm. Um, Hell yeah. Whoops, I did not. I have not actually made the, the attack Eight damage. This. That's embarrassing. Uh, let's Eight damage. Eight damage. What a crit. Damn. That's hold Margaret on, for hold you. Hold on. I didn't do the crit dice right. Give me a break. You can tell Margaret hasn't had much magic experience. Yeah, I, I personally have not had much magic experience. 80 plus 21 is 101. Doubled is 202. Congratulations. Okay, yes. That's better. Dalmatians. Um, it does something. Uh, oh. The target moves down. Uh, it moves down the initiative order two d six points to a minimum Ooh. of one. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Punch him into next week. He just got down, pushed down to twenty two, which puts him below me. Margaret hears a little thup as an LED board flips up uh, outside of everyone else's view because they still have their back turned, and the the lights spell out the words. I saw that, Martha. I. Margaret like turns off the off the screen because she thinks that'll work. Like that'll get rid of it. You don't know how to do that. <laughs> Margaret, you don't know like, how to turn a, off the screen. A on the screen that's actually there to clean she it. Puts a piece of paper. It starts, she like, turns up the volume a little bit. Yeah. It starts playing a really loud fanfare. <laughs> All right. The many. Uh, you're feeling at home because you've started the party on the monster's back. Uh, sometimes tactics get a bit familiar. What do you do? Yeah. We are an Eternal Sentinel, and that is the name of an attack that I have not had a chance to use yet. So let's do that. That is versus AC, which is only 29. Jeez. All right. Um, What's his AC? 31? Oh, we have the Escalation Dice. So that's a 30. And I can spend one key point to increase my attack natural result by one to be a 31 for a hit. Phew. And since that is a natural even hit, I can also rally as a free action. By the skin of your teeth. Yeah. Yep, and there's no way this recovery isn't bringing you up to full, so... Does, yes, does your which return? also reactivates 
perfection. And then also I have a champion feat, so whenever I heal the full HP, or whenever I spend a recovery, my halo reactivates. Yeehaw. <sighs> my AC is currently 38. And before the Mammon's next turn, I'm going to immediately just use my interrupt. Interrupt, it has to target me, save ends until the end of the combat. Oh, well, it was gonna, and here it comes. Yeah. Um, And if I have to spend an icon die to do that, I actually have the perfect one for it. I'm going to spend my five with the three, and the result is Mr. President falls from the sky on top of the Tarrasque. Because I lost it during our aerial battle previously. Lovely. Found him. And Mr. President is going to land on the Tarrasque and start causing havoc, so the Tarrasque is going to be after me and it. We are eternal. Yep, big galoot. Okay, so now it is uh, the Mammon Tarrasque's turn. He's going on, ah, oh, a bunch of wise guys, eh? What do you think you are? Climbing up on my back like I can't feel you. Uh... <laughs> Feel y'all's guys. Y'all's is. It, it's a special uh, demon only dialect where they say y'all's is. Uh, so, with that, the, the great spiked tail uh, rises up, and instead of crashing through the wall of Battle Van, it instead uh, scrapes over the Tarasque's own back. This is uh, versus PD against all three of you on there. Alright, I have plus one, plus two, plus two. My PD is 35, which is exactly what he rolled. Oh, uh, you only had a 20% chance to hit that. You rolled really well. Agatha explodes into a pile of bones, but it's just all femurs, like in like in uh, 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 Debt Mortal Kombat. He takes 31 damage for his trouble. And with uh, his back a little clearer, he rolls the giant shoulders the size of hills. Uh, and wheels around to, to lash out with a melee strike at... Uh, is anyone poking out of the battle van currently? Well, if it has a second attack, it has to still target me. The save ends effect is a specifically every attack it makes must include me as a target. Its fist changes direction in midair and just kind of bonks itself on the side. Yeah. Uh-uh-uh-uh. Oh, Okay, it's going to try uh, instead to flop over on its back and drag you off. Uh, Aww. That misses. misses. Thank gosh. Alright. We are too nimble. What if gosh is the great gold worm's nickname? (laughs) Thanks for the love of gosh. Okay, Nav, you just saw Agatha eat it once again. Uh, the many seems to be going mano a mano with the largest monster in the entire 13th Age published line. And... <laughs> oh, yeah? I know I know your weakness, Ironicus. Yeah? Attacks I don't have to roll for. <laughs> Lay it on me. Okay. So here's why undead hate demons. Uh, well, they... They probably will start in like the 14th age when like free undead are, you know, a thing. But here, here's, here's why. Uh, demons are outside the cycle of life and death and they generally just kind of mess it up for everybody. You know, it's like when somebody brings their ice cream into the public pool and it melts and it's gross for everybody. That's yeah. not exactly the metaphor that, yep, you can't find a more perfect metaphor. So I'm going to do my dangdest, which is of course another... Uh, slang term for the great gold worm dang um, 
to bring Mammon back into the cycle of life and death by casting... What clever name did I give that again? Wave of Decay! Remember that time I made a cute little flower pop up on the Gravedigger's head? Yeah. Well, now there's a cute little flower popping up on Mammon's head, too. Aw, how cute. Very cute. And that is going to do... 5d12. For now. For now. Aren't undead also outside of the life, uh, cycle of life and death? Mar- Margaret and no, they're pretty slave. firmly on the dead half of it. Yeah, but they're still alive, you know? They're still walking yeah, around Yeah, they're pretty firmly on the dead half of it. Anyway, Margaret. Okay, here's a question for you, though, Nav. Yeah? That's an ongoing thing. No, it isn't. It's something that activates on my turn, not yours. I win again, Ironicus! <laughs> no, but seriously, that's like a thing that continues <laughs> no. on. It's a free action on my turns. But, yeah, but that'd, be like, that'd be like saying that my songs count. Yeah, it's the same as the songs. It's just damage instead of like a buff. <sighs> All right, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling Wade on you, but okay, fine. I'll Do it. <laughs> I'm not afraid of Wade. And that's my turn since you killed my cat. I'm going over to this corner of the battle, man. Though. Bye. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gotta sulk a little. Sounds to me like it's Scarlet's turn. Scarlet, you've been uh, studying this uh, rock with with an intense glare. Yes, me and Mint have been looking over the core. And I think we were uh, devising a scheme in which we could... uh, uh, What was it? Turn the the hellhole inside out and forcibly separate? That's just going to mess up everything that is attached to this hellhole. Including both Mammon and the Tarrasque. That makes sense oh, to me. more Mammon than the Tarrasque. The Tarrasque just sort of was fell in... into a hole once. The Tarrasque will probably is like get attached. the better deal out of this, yeah. Yeah. The Tarrasque is gonna keep Tarrasking, which is honestly right now in this whole world situation not even a problem. <laughs> it's Turning it's... it inside out is easy. Just cast Teleport poorly. <laughs> Uh, just do a really bad job. Yeah, check check your check your notes under like spells that aren't any good, and just don't do work. everything literally backwards. Okay, let's do uh, it. Let's let's cast a spell backwards, Scarlet. All right. Uh, should we work together on this? Yeah, let's work together. All right. So the inside of something and the outside of something are basically the same thing. It's, it's- just two sides of the same object. Right. One side has feathers, and the other side has everything that isn't feathers. So we simply want to revert. We want to make it so that things that are on this side are on the other side. Right, the feathers. Yeah. We have to We have to reverse where all the... We have to make all the feathers point, point the other way. Mm-hmm. While at the same time making the stuff underneath the feathers go the opposite direction simultaneously. I have feathers if you guys need them. Feathers are actually going to help us here. Okay, here you go. What color? Um, Anything that's not going to blend in with the hellhole. I have these ones that are like nice, comfortable down, and then I have these ones that are like proud, noble eagle feathers for the crest of your hat. Here, I'll put Wait, one in I, your goggles uh, right now. A here stiffer you go. feather would be better. Okay, actually. here you go. I yeah, let's just let's just stick all of those into the hellhole. Okay, I'm just gonna sit on this pillow for the rest of the battle. I... 
Yeah, we, okay. don't, we don't need those. Alright. I'm taking this core, and I want to see, do I, do I have a sense of the hellhole this core is tied to? Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it pulses with, it pulses with demon energy. And it's, this is the one that Maimon came from, right? Uh, it was one of his many hellholes. He was, if you remember, he was trying to, uh, decide which of his, he, he, he was going to pass it off to, to one of his underlings, because he has so many hellholes. Right. Does being close to Mammon affect the core? Probably not, because we won it from him fair and square. Well, fair. Mm. Square. Those are both not true terms for it, but we won it from him, and that's what counts. There was okay. some amount of polygons involved. We yeah. won it from him I... fear and square. Okay. So what do you... Oh, wait, I, I got it. Fear, fear and sphere. Okay. So what we, what I think I need to do is tie, make sure that, ensure that there's a connection between Mammon and this hellhole, and then reverse it. Okay. Uh, I guess what I want you to do this turn is tell me how you make that connection. Rainbow connection. Do you want to, I don't know, sign over a, a deed uh, back to Mammon? That that mm. that would make them connected again. Give him some feathers. Give him some give feathers. Give him for some beads. But then how do we control yeah, the Yeah, give him the feathers. That's, my, that's the, the scare. Well, he just has feathers. It's it's feathers. Scarlet. Scarlet. Let's put a, put a clause in the thing signing it back to him saying that, like... If, you sign uh, it over to him, know, then don't you know, give it, it to him. It goes away after 15 seconds. Reverts back. What? We just draw a contract. Look, he can keep the mm. feathers. Honestly. You roll your bureaucracy skill. It acts. Okay, please help me. Here, I'll help with this. I, <laughs> I, because okay. I tricked a lot of people into buying extended warranties, and those things are freaking scams. So, charisma because I'm lying. Um, appliance shop because extended warranties on used appliances. What were you thinking? I buy extended warranties. Ah, yes. All right. So that's a nine on the die. It gets me a twenty-six on that background check to attempt to scam Mammon with feathers. Okay, I will take that under advisement. Rip. That brings it to your turn. You cannot see uh, Bella. The the Tarrasque rolling on its back, trying to scrape the many off, uh, is blocking her from view. And the many is rapidly climbing over it as it turns, like some kind of log run. Yeah, There's That's a lot gross. of limbs. It's very spidery. Watching the many run fast is not a pleasant sight. You're no spring chicken either. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to keep picking at it, honestly. I'm going to pop out the top and keep firing at it. I'm going to use um, one of my jack spells. It's it's uh, Disintegrate again. I'm not going to bother with the uh, icon roll part, but for the does, mm, that's not good. What does it do on a miss? Uh, half damage, so let me let me roll it real quick. 
Okay, as as it rolls and writhes, uh, uh, Rip Spell hits a thicker part of the hide. Uh, it's absorbed, but does not do uh, nearly as much damage as uh, you might have hoped. You knocked off some of the bedazzling. The whole time it's screaming, Ah, you, what do you think you're doing? Get off of me! Mint gelato. Alright, so, we've got the scam written. Um, I guess how much of my turn did that use? Um, I mean, it would be unfair if it took both of your turns. So, Mint, you've still got your turn. A scam has been drafted. I don't think it's been accepted. It's not even paying attention to you that much right now. Right, so, uh, about that. So, here's what I need to do. Is I need to be holding, holding the scam out the window with one hand, and then holding the hellhole by the feathers in my two other hands. And then with my off hand, I'm going to attempt to get uh, the mask's attention again with, um, yeah, tapping into (laughs) his fear of missing out on a great opportunity. You mean so. if I invest now and I had, uh, recruit four of my friends to also invest, then their profits fold up to me? That's that's exactly right. You'll you'll get not just returns on your feathers, but their feathers too. That's a thirty-two to mental. And everybody's that's... looking for feathers these days. Everyone needs feathers. All right, so that's uh, seventy-eight psychic damage. And that wasn't even hit, which normally lets me teleport. What I want to do is... <laughs> can I... He has to sign it. So can, can you teleport the contract to him? Is that the question? Can I teleport myself... Well, I have to teleport myself. So I'm going to take a big risk here. I'm going to teleport myself holding the contract into one of the masks like giant claw hands uh-huh so that you can so- like like hold there and then sign with the other one absolutely yeah 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 all right yeah just 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 sign here okay if i puncture it with one of my signature claws that no other beast on this plane or any other could possibly have that counts as a signature right Right, you know that that that'll be uh, um, you know uniquely identifiable, so that'll hold up. Sure. Y'all thing. here are witnesses, at least before I eat you and destroy your bones. Right, right, the bones, the bones. So uh, that brings us to the top of the order. The escalation dies at two. Queen, uh, Bellicanto, Queen Elect, whatever. You you have been dodging between the the claws and feet and tail of this thing as it rises and rolls, nimbly avoiding uh, all of the that thrashing. What do you do? Bell's about to turn the tide here, so uh, um, she, she's a little bit a little bit enraged, but uh, that just you know that just drives her to do better. So um, in the midst of uh. Everyone kind of, kind of get well. Her and the many getting beat up a little bit. She, um, she screams, and uh, her wings get even larger, and she uh, flies basically straight up at because uh, she's kind of underneath him still. She flies kind of straight upwards at uh, the 
the mammon Tarasque's, like, stomach. Mm -hmm. Hopefully assuming that it's, like, a little weaker down there. I don't know. But she's there anyway, and, uh... <clears throat> with the help of Rock Me Now, which, uh, allows her weapon to double in size once more to just... She just, just keeps getting bigger, basically, this this mace. You gotta... It has to be appropriately sized to, uh, knock a Tarasque around. She takes, uh, two very, very good swings. So let's do that now. So that's a, uh, 30 plus escalation dice. So that's a 32. That hits. And Correct. a 33, which also hits. Um, on top of that, though, um, she's gonna, she's gonna give herself a recovery and the many a recovery based oh, on you. the two of, uh, Two battle cries. She gets to live it out twice. So, uh. Thank you very much. No problem. So, uh, with that, uh. <clears throat> Bella basically swings this, uh. This giant glowy mace, um. Strikes the underside of the mammon's stom stomach, uh, with the first hit to kind of stagger him. And the second hit. Uh, actually kinda, kinda lifts him off the ground a little bit, which seems very, very unrealistic, um, and, and, and impossible, uh, considering how heavy this thing is. It's very unlikely, but, um, with the combination of, uh, like, the force of, like, the, her wings, um, kind of driving her, like, very, very quickly at its stomach, and then two very powerful blows, it mm -hmm. actually is enough to kinda very briefly, um, Stagger Mammon. Cause him to kind of, like, lift, like, just, uh, like, an inch off the ground at the moment. But there's that, so. All right, Margaret. The, uh, your target has been, uh, is no longer thrashing around. And, in fact, has been lifted up, uh, even by one inch, making it a, a easier target to aim for. All right, this is a good time to do the thing I was going to do anyway. Let's, uh... Get out to one of the windows and fire once more. As now that I've done my special trick for the session. Aim at the eye. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to try for the eye again. Let's go for it. It's Margaret's final attack for uh, 34. Unfortunately, it's not a crit, but it is an even number. So that means I get to do it again. And, after and a hit, after all. 57 damage once again. Uh, 56, 36. Uh, and number 68 damage. Okay. Uh, is there any any errands I could run for anyone else? Anybody need me for any of their plans? I can shoot <laughs> things. I can attach things to other things. I can. I can use technical equipment. In a in a way, in a fashion. Don't tell Anybody? lies. No. Nope. All right. Let's move on. All right, uh, many. You are uh, feeling a little bit better after uh, Bella's assistance. And uh, you're, you're, I think you're back up on the back. Yeah. We managed to complete the log roll. So, question here. Mint, would you like to pop free from Mammon for free before doing your things on your next turn? Or before it starts I mean, thrashing at us? It, it needs to sign my contract. Okay. Because if you I, don't want I need me to, to stay pop right free... Where I am. Okay, then I will pop myself free. Because I'm going I to can. take damage, but it's okay. <laughs> this is part of the plan. 28 versus AC, I miss, which means I don't get to do that thing anyway. I need to hit to pop free. 
So that is miss damage of nine, which is pretty pitiful. Mm-hmm. And we are going to stay right where we are, I guess. Unfortunately, I don't have too much else to do than that. If you say so. All right. So, uh, I sign here. Yeah, right here. Do I need to initial anywhere? Uh, yeah, just uh, I flip a few pages. Uh, initial up here. All right. And, uh, and here. Great, great. And uh, the dating system went out the window, so I don't think I gotta do that. I mean, there ain't no calendars these days. Oh, yeah, that's that's fine. I'll just uh, fill in the vest here. Okay. And uh, great. Fantastic. You're now the proud owner of, uh, of feathers. Now, uh, there's something I want to tell you. I would. I'm so happy to get in on uh, almost the ground level of this here feathering opportunity. Yes. Now, the thing is, I'm going to be at the top. And uh, with a 29, he attempts to eat mint. <laughs> um, okay. That is a hit that against hit, mint's yep. AC for 155 damage. Mint! That is a naturally even hit, so uh, mint is now grabbed. It will swallow mint in 1d3 rounds. Let's roll that now. It will swallow mint in two rounds. Mint, do you help? It's okay. What happens if this is all part of my plan? Do you you want this to happen? This is this is. He signed my contract. And uh, I realize what happens next. I can I can barely contain my delight. I it was man. The the next thing that happens actually is a earth-shaking taloned claw raking at a battle van to its side. This attack ah! this attack is going to target all four of you inside. What oh, about no. the many? Did it already save against that? Yeah, it yes, did. yes, it did. Oh, uh, so left sorry, tra- I delayed the battle van being destroyed as long as I could. Battle van. Okay, so with that, uh, the other three are hit. Rip, Scarlet, and Nav. As uh, Battle van goes tumbling end over end, uh, take 155 damage each. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> while Margaret and... Uh, while Margaret is dazed as a miss condition... And Nav is stunned. Oh. Save ends. No, Nav is dead. Um. Nav is dead. Okay, Nav is unconscious at 155. It's just, it's just not letting me damage myself, which I take as V-Dave's support of my continued immortality. And with that, uh, Martha gives out a metallic screech and is trying her darndest just to keep you um, uh, stable. And the battle van lands with a uh, a crash and a skid sliding across the ice as the red waves have frozen over. So uh, with that, uh, Mammon's like, ah, I'm taking all that's mine, and now I'm after what's yours. And he starts running after uh, Eridu. No, Mint, do the dude thing. With, with Mint with mint in its mouth and the many riding its back. Part of my plan. Yeah. 
So it is now running off on its long, powerful, uh, destructive legs while you have been temporarily grounded and sev- one of you knocked out, two others not feeling great. Nav, it is time for a death save. I don't know what you're talking about. I made my death save, so I'm fine. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. You did, actually. Yeah. I see cool. it right there. All right, Scarlet, you got rocked uh, in the middle of this, and you see, uh, hear it tramping away toward your ancestral home. What do you do? Uh, no, 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 um, um, anybody want to come with me? I'm going to teleport. <laughs> Rip, Margaret, yeah. Claude. Oh, you're teleporting? Where to? I'm in front of it. Oh, that's not... Ideal, but better than nothing. I mean, we have to. We can't let it reach Eridu. Just don't teleport us to the North Pole or something by mistake, you know. If we go to Kutzen's, uh, can we still see the? Is it still within attacking range? It would be far away. The, the rules away. term far away. Oh, not miles. A few hundred how meters, far do you maybe. Think Margaret can. How far do you think Margaret can fire an arrow? Margaret is very good at far away. I don't think she gets a penalty for aiming far away. That's true, but... Yeah. Yeah, we need to keep it. Or maybe we should teleport, like, up here to draw its attention away. Maybe. But then if it if it, did, if it ignored us, we'd be all out of the battle. Like, we would no longer really do anything. Yeah, I can only do this. Put us, like, between the two... Put us like uh, between the two. Put us like here-ish, so we could hit it no matter what it does. Sort of okay. Acid arrow. Let's do All it. All right. The old standby. Okay, so that's a hundred and thirty damage, forty ongoing damage. Congratulations. And then the forty doesn't stick because it's immune to ongoing stuff, right? Yeah, that's okay. Oh, it's just immune. Is it immune to effects? It's immune to save it effects. It is immune to normal conditions and effects. Oh, right, right, right. But not yeah. abnormal effects, like me pulling a sweet scam. All right. Uh, Scarlet has teleported herself and her good friend, Margaret, in f- uh, between the Rampaging Beast and the people of Eridu, as well as Kutzen's outpost, uh, and fired an acid arrow directly into uh, Mammon the Tarasque. Rip Smolder Boulder. Good friend might be a bit extreme. Um, I'm playing it up for the folks. It's not, it's not split hairs. Rip Smolder Boulder. You see uh, Mammon retreating away from you as uh, Battle Van lies on its side in the ice of the Red Wastes. Hmm. Well, I was going to pilot it, but I don't think it's going to be too good at that. So I'm getting out of the van. See, I'm gonna try to chase after Bamon, and I'm going to activate uh, Queen's Shadows to try to catch up with it. It's gonna be uh, uh, no, that's a miss. Never mind. All right, that's a shame. What does that do? Does that do anything on a miss? Nope. Well, like ten damage, I guess. Yeah. Ten damage. Ew. Anything else, Rip? Or are you just in hot pursuit? Yeah, I'm just going to haul ass. Pot fursuit. Mint Gelato, you have been nabbed, and you are in the jaws of Mammon the Tarasque. Justice, this is just as planned. This is just as planned. Yeah, no, M- Mammon, Mammon understands the situation perfectly. 
just just like uh, just just like it said, wants to be at the top of the feather distribution pyramid because that's exactly what was in the contract that he just signed. Uh, but also in the contract he just signed, it's clearly stated in section three, paragraph one, in order to maximize profits for the feather pyramid, as is the legal responsibility of the feather pyramid apex. Uh, must take action to avoid excessive taxation from multiple uh, income sources. And so the Feather Pyramid Apex legally agrees to relinquish all of the material and immaterial holdings, including but not limited to real estate or intellectual property, good ideas, and um, hold on, a few other things, and uh, any bodies currently in possession. You, you, you can't have my possessions. A I, man. I don't have them, but you have to give them up. I am defined by my possessions, and I hold them dearly. I take great interest, and I can extract interest as well. Right, and now you own all of these feathers. Think of how much you're going to make off these feathers. I'm sending this to my legal team, and if you don't think we have a lot of lawyers down in the abyss, well, buddy, let me tell you one. You may have lawyers, but I have something that none of your lawyers have. And that's feathers. Except now you have the feathers, actually. So I guess you, you have the lawyers and the feathers this time around. I need a new plan. Yeah, I thought this was your plan. Yeah, it is. is it, well, I mean, now it's the old plan. Way. What? Well, how do we kill this guy? Well, I mean... We've been we've been hitting him pretty hard. Oh God! <laughs> Are you about to suggest we just hit him really hard? Look, he's he may actually have a valid legal stalling technique on his hands in order to not have to immediately stop possessing the Tarasque. Uh He's already started uh, talking about uh, finding a proper jurisdiction in legal court. Therefore, uh, he's stalled until courts are back in session, which, considering the state of the world, is going to be quite some time. Yeah, it's probably going to be a few hundred years or so. Um, this is the worst plan ever. if the courts aren't in session, then your lawyers have no power. I think I'm still going to eat you and all your friends. All right, well, that's a... Uh, 27 looks like to mental defense. Oh. And so that one more deal. recurring nightmare. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. I want him to think maybe his lawyers oh. actually don't have power. Maybe lawyers with no power. No. But you still have to pay them. He pulls at his enormous collar. Also, I teleport out. Well, all right. That's the way it goes. Easy come, easy go. Um, so I, I'm like over here, probably in midair. Um, yeah, just just sort of folding my arms in a huff. Usually, man, up there now. Usually, the extended warranty <laughs> works. All right. And in the course of the last round, uh, Mammon has uh, damaged almost the entire party and is now beating feet in order to hit you where it hurts in your heart in Eridu. Queen Bellicanto. The escalation die no. is at three. 
and all eyes turn to you. So Bella, um, with like the momentum of whatever she was doing last, uh, lands and uh, ice skates. You don't need to tell me how to play. Does this uh, like how how far away is he in the last few seconds? I know he's moving towards, but like. Uh... Tarasks uh, could not outrun a horse, but they do have giant legs, with le- which leads to mighty strides. So, slower than a horse, but faster than your average Joe. You, however, are Queen Bellicanto, and not the average Joe. Right, okay, so so it's not... I Yeah, okay, so like I wasn't sure if like this thing could like break into like a dead sprint and like fucking book it, you know what I mean? So... Uh, yeah... In open ground, maybe, but it's also trying to kill you, so it's not really pouring on the juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I can get back to it in a, in a movement's time. Um, so in that case, uh, <clears throat> Bella's uh, wings temporarily disappear, but she does get this cool pair of flashy glowing blue ice skates, and she... <laughs> Don't tell me I'm playing the character. And she skates uh, across <laughs> the the floor real fast to uh, the ground, rather, to to catch right back up with him, and roll d6 for Elven Grace. I get another one, so that's two. With Rockman now still yeah. active, this is going to be so, something. Um, it's correct. So uh, <clears throat> she. She skates forward, swings her uh, her giant mace uh, at the floor with such might that it knocks her up in the air so that she can come crashing down at uh, Mammon's head. So that deals 88 damage. Although, actually, hold on, hold on. This is where it gets complicated and these num- this, this number is dumb, so don't do that yet. Uh, I Rock Me Now replaces any number lower than Escalation Die with the Escalation Die, which would be the 1 and the two get upgraded to a three, so it's 91 damage, actually. So you go ahead and deal that first one. And then as she comes crashing back down, she um, lands right next to uh, whichever foot he kind of just put down in his long stride to get there, and swings right at that to just knock it out from underneath him. So number two Ooh, nice. uh, is a 34, which hits, and deals uh 95 damage i don't have to change any of those escalation dice so okay so uh with that one two hit uh mammon's front leg goes it, front right claw skids off to the left and uh puts one of its spiky massive elbows down through the ice to catch itself from completely uh, uh tripping up how many front flips did you do because i think i counted four uh, there were some front flips. There was uh, a lot of a lot of twists and twirls. They were pretty impressive. And then, um, actually, right before she knocked, uh, right before she knocked his his hand out from under him, um, she twirled like four times. And then on the fifth twirl, pulled out her mace and swung, just building up Perfect. a lot of momentum that way. And then just swung and knocked his uh, his hand right out from underneath him. So that topples him a little bit, and. Uh, uh, how much you folks want to bet that you want to let me live? Eh? No. Dub- double or nothing? This uh, is non-negotiable. I gave you a chance with the feathers. You turned Ma- down the feathers. Margaret. You stalled. 
I... Margaret, you have been teleported in front of it, and some of your friends are catching up from behind. You've got it flanked, for whatever that counts for. What do you How's do? How's Kutzen looking? How's what now? Uh, how's the state of Kutzen? Uh, Kutzen is the the uh, high spiked uh, wooden wall uh, is uh, covered in uh, just a sticky, wet black substance that cannot oh. really be identified. Uh, there, there are no lanterns hanging outside, and you hear no uh, recognizable noise coming from outside it. I mean, it, it is shuttered up as, as strongly as it always was, but while before it seemed eccentric, now it seems worrying. Does it look like everyone's dead? You have no way to tell. Uh, you, you are looking at a wall that has seen better days. Hmm. Uh, Maybe he's just bunkered up. I guess that's uh, that's true. I was wondering if I could, if like he was if he was if he is no longer occupying that uh, particular uh, structure, then I thought I might use it as a vantage point to fight this uh, this creature. But I guess there's no way to tell about going in directly. You left on good terms. If he's alive, I don't think he'd mind you climbing the outside of his wall. All right. Well, I will I will pay a brief visit to climb the outside of Kutzen's wall and see if he's uh, he's still in there. I'll cry out. Uh, Marcus probably forgotten his name, so she'll just cry out. Old man, you in there? Silence. No one. Silence. Kutzen is never quiet. This is a bad sign. That's not good. Do I see any any signs of a struggle? Everywhere you look, uh, the the house inside the the roof the Earth. roof has collapsed. Uh, there are oh. purple flames in patches of uh, what grass there was. I uh, I guess all there is to do is to you know. Just wish him well on his journey to the, you know, his just reward. And uh, then I guess I'll take up a, take up a spot uh, along his walls and try to fire at this creature. Because if Kutzen's abandoned, then it's a good diversion in of itself from Meridu. Yeah. He's, I should have uh, just teleported us to the top of his wall. Well, you didn't know if he was alive or not. Yeah, he he might have come to so. chase you out with a broom. And then where would yeah. you be? Yeah. Well, I didn't want to lure it between a. Then you'd be cold and covered with broom. Between hits. a demon Tarask and an old man with a broom. Oh heavens! Yeah, but I mean, I just I assumed he would be in there, and I didn't want to lure it directly in his path. Yeah, it's good you didn't do that. But now that he's he's not in here, or perhaps in here, but not in a state in a state of life, that means that we can mm-hmm. use his his. What would you call the structure? Maybe he... A, sh- a shack with a, a wall fort, around it, A basically? shack, a bungalow. A bunker? A compound? That's all good. Let's just shoot this one. In way. any case, I've yes. Checked. That's enough procrastinating. Okay. That's Margaret's only attack, 37. Unfortunately, that is not a... an even roll. I'm sorry, Margaret's final attack. That's 66 damage. Okay, is there anything else you want to do to, uh... Nope, I guess I'm done. I guess I'll yell, I'll yell at Scarlet to come in here, too, so that we can present a united front. Okay, the many. You are trailing behind this thing. What do you do? Uh, I was pretty sure I was still on top of it. That's right. You're, you're but, riding yeah. the rear of its shell. Uh, we're going to start peeling apart its shell with our many, many hands. And tell it that it's, his time is up. No mercy. 
This attack gets plus four bonus to hit staggered enemies. That is a 40 versus AC before the escalation die. That, uh, that, that'll that do her, yeah. There we go. 63 damage. As we start peeling apart its invincible shell. And we tell Mammon that his time is up. And there is no, there are no refunds. Uh, if you cared much for material wealth, the many, uh, you would be filling your pockets with these bars of platinum you're, you're peeling out of that carapace. But in any <laughs> no, case... No, we're using the bars of platinum to dig deeper. Yeah. <laughs> what good is wealth in now? What good has wealth Money ever is been useless. to the many? Well, yet that, but also, like, right now, even if you wanted wealth. And with with that, uh, the the... Mammon is going to try to shoot back a rejoinder about how uh, wealth is the only thing you got. It's all numbers. Quantify. Gimme, gimme it all. Once I have it all, then you'll see. Then you'll see what good it is. Is he going to break the song? (laughs) (laughs) This is a Disney song. Diamonds, rubies, and emeralds. (laughs) Silver and gold. (laughs) No, that's taken. Uh, with that, it's going to take its turn, and one of the people nearest it is going to to get the brunt of it. Uh, that random roll tells me the answer is Rip Smolder Boulder. Hey, oh. Rip. Hey. Welcome to the party. Cool. Welcome to the party line. What do I, what do I get? Uh, you get two shot in. Uh, an immense spike horn or tusk attack. So yeah, uh... It's going to wheel around, just trying to protect itself from uh, the many stealing away its shiny treasures from his back. And uh, while he has the opportunity spinning around, just try to slam Rip with one of its great horns. Holy. Ooh. Rip's a lucky boy. Rip is a lucky, lucky boy. Yes. Thank gosh. Faultless defense. How much would that have done? It would have done 155. And on a 16 plus, there would have been extra damage as you're uh, flung far, far away. Mm-hmm. This is the attack that destroyed Bella in round one. Uh, let's see. Now it's time for the rest of you. Actually, yeah, it's time for the rest of you around it. While he's circling around, uh, Mint and Bella are going to have to try to avoid the tail whipping around behind it uh, during that wheeling. So in that order against physical, Mint and Bella. Oh, hot damn. That's where those rolls went, I guess. It's a. Right. It continues to be a bad day to be Bella as she's crit again by the Tarasque. It's a fine day to be Bella. It's okay. So that's a hunt. He takes 29 damage for his trouble because once per battle I can use Vigilant Legion on an enemy engaged with me that hits an ally. Okay, so that's 170 to Mint, who is KO'd, and 340 to Bella, who is again KO'd. Okay, so first off, I'm over here in the battle van. Um, there's Claude Luminor over there in the corner. He's knocked out. Uh, I'm going to pat my pockets for a health potion, and I, I, I'm, I'm fresh out. So instead, I'm going to spend my five with the Prince of Shadows to just kind of amble over to Claude Luminor, rifle through his pockets, pull out one of his health potions, and then drop it on top of him. 
Even if he only heals one HP, that's fine, because I like to do this as a quick action, because I got things to do. All right, sounds good. Okay, so that's my five, and the, I'm sure the consequences will be all the broken glass everywhere. So, Claude's alive. I give him very specific instructions that we'll return to at a more dramatic time. Mm -hmm. And I, I book it out of the van towards Mammon. And I would like to preface this attack by stating that if it hits, we win, and if it misses, I die. Really? Cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're, we're getting metal listeners, now, huh? you heard it. Him, not me. It is Naz's choice, not mine. This is an attack against mental defense. That hits. It barely hits. Wow. It did very nearly the minimum it could possibly roll and still hit. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. So, oh, yeah. Wow. Nav books it across the ice. Nav, as he's running... Well, first off, I want everybody to cast their minds back to memories of Priene Mandorla, uh, Nav's beloved relative sister weird thing. And how Priene cast spells was to plant her staff firmly in the ground, pull it back on a magical drawstring, and fire lances of energy. And now Nav is going to do that exact same thing as he skids across the ice. And just as he skids to a stop next to his good, good friend Rip Smolder Boulder, hey. he is going to fire a gigantic bolt of holy blue light mm -hmm. at the Tarrasque, killing it. This is Priene's wondrous sanctification, a.k.a. Finger of Death. An enemy with 320 HP or fewer hit, target dies. Oh, well, there you go. It says it right in the thing, huh? Oh. No mercy. The Mammon Tarrasque just becomes a gigantic being of pure light and then slowly dissipates. And then in the silence that ensues, I look around at everybody and I'm like, fuck are you all playing around in the snow for? Come on, we got things to do. And then I'm going to turn around and head back to the battle van. Which I would hope is currently starting up again because the secret orders I gave Claude are to take the cornerstone and the cog of Regulus and plug them directly into Martha. Oh. That will probably work, yes. I mean, it was really just on its side. Uh, well, now it's getting up. And now it's getting up. Congratulations. So with that... No half measures. That's what I always say. Uh, Martha, uh, using autopilot, comes... You're all in vaguely a straight line, so one by one, uh, a rope ladder comes down to you to take you up, uh, including the unconscious bodies of Mint and the truly uh, injured Bella Canto, who is going to need some time to sleep this one off. Yeah, Bella is uh, pretty... Bella is pretty injured right now. But yeah, I don't think her leg is supposed to point that way. Uh, just pop it back into place, it's fine. Would this be a good time for that once per level thing that I have? Oh, yeah. To restore combat abilities? It restores everyone. Um, if I use it during battle, it's a hard save. If I use it between battles, it's a regular save um, with a plus six bonus in either case. What? So it'd be a four plus what? roll for everyone to make to heal the full, recover a daily, and recover two recoveries. I'm gonna go for it. I did it. I failed. The many just sews everybody back together. 
So the the many, explain to me how you uh, well what what this looks like, especially with a mind to yeah. Bella's severe injuries and her coming back as better than ever. The way I picture this working for the many is that I the the ability is named We Are All One. It is very zen, and the many splits their many among everyone with a lot of glowing energy. And we all take in that energy, and it restores you back to the best you can be. And the best we can be is incredible. <laughs> I'll say. So, yeah, you just took down uh, one of your oldest, most forgotten enemies. <laughs> that I'll... I said I hadn't forgotten him. He was all right. You That's know? good. We ran over the speed bump. <laughs> So, uh, after triumphing over, uh, one of the worst things you thought you could encounter in this new world, uh, Battlevan sails off to the abyss to end this before it gets even worse. Before that, shouldn't we check on Eridu and Kutzenbra briefly, just to make sure no one's, everyone's alive, or if they're not? I think Scarlet will want to. I wanted to at least poke in Kutzen's house, see if it's like if I can I, like, find his body. I, I like the idea of Kutzen like standing on top of his house with like a fucking like sawed off like shotgun, and he's just like shooting fucking like demons that are trying to kill him, and he won't fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> so after the many's uh, gifts, counsel, and uh, um, assistance, everyone is returned and ready to face the challenges that this broken world poses to them. Uh, safe in the knowledge that at least this one, uh, they had well in hand despite the odds against them. So next time, we'll see them check in on what else has changed, and hopefully, if the stars are right, fix it. Good night, folks. Good night. Good night. Good night, folks. Good night.